Our scripture this morning is from 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through 15. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So may the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life like the life of one of those by tomorrow. Then Elijah was afraid, and he got up and fled for his life. And he came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and he left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It's enough now, O Lord, take my life away, for I am no better than my ancestors. And then he fell down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. And he looked, and there at his head was a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. And he ate and he drank and he lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. He got up and he ate and he drank. And then he went in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. At that place he came to a cave and he spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, what are you doing, Elijah? And he answered, I've been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left. And they're seeking to take my life, to take it away. God said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came the voice saying to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah answered yet again, I've been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant and thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and now they're seeking my life to take it away. And then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you will anoint Haziel as king over Aram. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And you shall anoint Elijah, son of Saphat, and Abilimah, as prophet in your place. Whoever escapes from the sword of Haziel, Jehu will kill. And whoever escapes from the sword of Jehu, Elijah will kill. These are our sacred stories. I read an extra verse. We were supposed to read that killing part of the He's exhausted, not just physically, 
He's been working so hard and he feels like he's not making any difference. He feels like he's the only one doing anything for the realm of God's justice. And now his life is threatened and he's on the run. Ahab is the king of the northern kingdom of Israel and Jezebel, the daughter of King Ethbaal, is his wife. When Jezebel came to Israel and into the house of the king, she brought her gods with her. And Ahab began worshiping and serving Baal. He built temples and altars. And the scripture says that he did more to provoke the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, than had any other king of Israel before him. In the verses that come just before today's lection, Elijah challenges the prophets of Baal. The prophets of Baal took a bull and cut it into pieces and laid it out on a pyre and called to their God to provide fire. They cried out for hours. Nothing happens. Elijah taunts them. Cry aloud, surely he's a God. Either he's meditating or he's wandered away. Maybe he's on a journey. Perhaps he's asleep and must be awakened. Direct quote. They cry louder and louder, and there is no voice, no answer, no response, and no fire. Then Elijah takes a bowl and cuts it into pieces and lays it on a pyre. Elijah soaks it with water, jar after jar, until everything is soaking wet and dripping and the ground around the pyre is drenched. And then Elijah calls out for the name of the Lord, and the fire of God comes down and consumes the bull and the pyre and the stone and the dust and licks the water from the ground. After this, scripture says that Elijah killed every prophet of Baal. We're not talking about that today. In response to learning about the failure of Baal's prophets and then their slaughter, Jezebel sends a messenger to Elijah. And this is what you heard this morning. So may the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life like the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. So Elijah flees in fear. He sits down under a broom tree and he cries out to God that he just wants to die. He can't do it anymore. And I have never empathized with a prophet more. I know that you have faced the same days, months, years that I have. Pandemic. Slaughter of Eric Garner and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and name after name after name and now Jalen Walker. There have already been more than 300 mass shootings in this year in the United States, according to the Gun Violence Archive. The shootings that you know about from the 4th of July are only part of what happened. There were 14 mass shootings over the July 4th weekend. There have been just over 100 mass shootings since the mass shooting at Robb Elementary in Uvalde. The highest court in our land has declared that women and other people with wounds are, after all the work and fighting and promises of equality, not entitled to bodily autonomy, property after all. 
The separation of church and state is eroding before our eyes. Leaders don't want honest history taught in school, don't want slavery mentioned. Pretend there's no racism, don't say gay. So far this year, at least 19 transgender people have been fatally shot or killed by other violent means. Trans children and youth in our state and many other states are being denied gender-affirming health care, their parents being threatened or prosecuted with charges of child abuse. Protections for our earth, not enough already, are being removed. Anti-Semitism is on the rise. The gap between rich and poor just keeps expanding, and all of this is not to say anything of our personal challenges, grief and loss and cancer diagnoses and layoffs, and aging parents and struggling children and depression and fear, and where's a broom tree? Elijah can't keep doing it. He's had it. He lays down under the broom tree and he falls asleep. And then he's awakened by an angel who says, get up and eat. And then he falls asleep again and the angel wakes him again and says, get up. You got to eat some more. You're not going to be strong enough for the journey. Joy Marie Clarkson tweeted, this is your gentle reminder that one time in the Bible, Elijah was like, God, I'm so mad I want to die. And so God said, here's some food. Why don't you have a nap? So Elijah slept, ate, and decided things weren't so bad. Never underestimate the spiritual power of a nap and a snap. <laughs> After the naps and the snacks, God encounters Elijah and asks Elijah what he's doing. And Elijah responds, I've been very zealous for you, the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant and thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. And I alone am left, and they're seeking to take my life to take it away. To this, God encourages Elijah to go for a walk. Why don't you go to the mountain? Go there and... Find a cave where God's about to pass by. And so Elijah goes and finds a cave. And first there's a ferocious wind that splits mountains and breaks rocks. But this time God's not in the wind. And then there's an earthquake and a fire. But this time God's not in the earthquake or the fire. And then there's silence. And that's where Elijah encounters God's still, small voice. How do we hear God? Do we take time in silence and quiet and listening? The word prayer can be intimidating, but it seems to me that prayer is really simply doing or being with intention, with awareness. We can hold ourselves and each other in love, in light, in our awareness, in our presence. And surely that's prayer. It seems to me that when we do use words, prayer is not a time for if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. 
On the contrary, prayer is our chance to be raw, authentic, available. Sometimes in the experience of deep grief and overwhelming anger and despair, God seems far away or gone entirely. We have tremendous examples of prayers in just such times. The psalmist was not afraid to cry out to God in anguish and rage and grief and despair. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. My tears have become my food night and day. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Prayer doesn't require words, though. Silence can be prayer. Meditation can be prayer, yoga, gardening, walking, listening. Elijah encounters God in the quiet. And after this encounter, God asks Elijah the very same question. What are you doing here? And Elijah gives the very same answer. I've been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant and thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they're seeking my life to take it away. And then the Lord tells Elijah, return on your way, go through the wilderness to Damascus. When you arrive, you'll anoint Haziel as king over Aram. And you'll anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And you'll anoint Elijah, son of Shaphat, as prophet in your place. Naps, snacks, quiet. And in the quiet, the voice of God. And God says, changes in leadership are needed. You're going to go anoint two new kings. Also, you can't do this alone. You're going to go anoint Elijah as a prophet, who will begin as your partner and then take over the mantle of your work. Elijah cannot go on alone, and neither can we. It's too much. Elijah cannot ignore his own needs, sleep, healthy food, a long walk, and neither can we. Elijah needs spiritual nourishment as much as he needs food, and so do we. Our spiritual practices are vital to our ability to keep going, keep working, keep hoping, keep doing what we can for love and justice. Elijah needs these things to work for big changes, changes like leaders who will care about the people. So when we're ready to give up, and I don't know about you, but that's pretty often these days. When we're ready to give up, let's think of Elijah. Go to bed a little earlier. Eat a healthy snack, move our bodies. Spend some time in quiet and prayer and listening and meditation. And then from that place, work for big change, lasting change. Knowing that we are not alone. 
We have each other. We have divine love. We have this community. Thanks be to God. Never underestimate the spiritual power of a nap and a snack. We must take care of ourselves and each other, my friend, to face these days. Amen.